go. I am just Beagle. That was fish talk. <laughs> Joe was fucking drowning. <laughs> That's called improvisation. Oh gosh! All right. Are you okay, my friend? This is our, yes, I am. I'm feeling good because okay. I. Uh, I'm not sleeping with the fishes. I'm talking to the fishes. Yeah. All right. This is, of course, our Aquaman episode. Aqua douche. All right. We're going to talk about that fine piece of uh, DC <laughs> extended universe uh, filmmaking, I guess you want to call it. It's not extended, but yeah. Is it, what is it, it's the DCEU. Isn't it extended universe? In that no. Stands for? Well, yeah, but it's based off of the new 52. Okay. So. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Aquaman. Um. I wasn't going to go pay full pot for this movie. I wanted to see it just, you know, so I can talk shit about it because, you know, probably was going to need some shit to be talked about it. But Hold on. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, audience reviews. There's a lot to like. There's a lot to dislike. Overall, I'd say the movie is enjoyable. Okay. Spoiler alert. This movie was trash. Absolute pollution to the sea and land. Talk about was- toxic waste being dumped into my soul. <laughs> Uh, here it is. To- toxic waste being dumped into my soul through my eyes and ears. But this movie was a first for me in the sense that I've honestly never wanted to walk out of a theater in my life until watching this film. Damn. I love the DC universe and the films overall, so it hurts to have these feelings. I'm going to jump all over the place, blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to read the review. Thank you, WB, for not interfering in this movie and ruining it. Yeah, okay, sure. James Wan, what can I say? What a masterpiece you have created. You fucking ass kisser. I just want James Wan to recognize me. The last time I felt this satisfied after watching a movie was when I watched Doctor Strange. Your vision and cinematography for this film is incomparable to the sheer brilliance of every scene. Doctor Strange ain't bad. And I'll tell you what, Doctor Strange is much better than this fucking movie. So, uh, 1,074 people found this helpful. 60 people found the one that was shit helpful. This movie is shit. You know, I I don't want to hate on people that like movies like this because I'm glad that people still love movies. It's just, God damn it, dude. This movie is so mixed bag for me. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm not going to shit on it. If you like the movie, you like the movie. That's, that's look, this is based off of Aquaman um, uh, from the new 52. And um, let's... Uh, um, that whole beginning sequence right there in 1985 Maine when it's got uh, Jango Fett as the lighthouse keeper. Right. Um, <laughs> I love that whole sequence. I was like, when when we were sitting in the theater watching it and that se- the whole sequence happened up to where she you know had to leave. I didn't see it with you. Well, I, I mean we when I met, you know, I saw it with my, oh, my yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that whole <laughs> thing, I was like, damn, if this movie holds up as well as this whole first segment does, I'm like, I'm going to be fucking pleasantly surprised. Everything in the first part, that whole opening sequence, yeah. is exactly what I wanted from an Aquaman movie. Uh-huh. Okay. And then the second part, so you have, you have, uh, let's see here. Yeah, it's set. In the present, one year after Steppenwolf's invasion... Arthur confronts a group of pirates attempting to hijack a Russian naval nuclear sub. Their leader, Jesse Kane, dies during the confrontation while his son, David, vows revenge. No, that sounds like a very condescending tone. (laughs) I was being condescending. I know. All right, so here's the whole thing. This entire second sequence was whoever wrote that sequence should be fired. Okay. That That was Michael Bay teenager shit right there. Yeah. I, I like the invasion of the sub. Yeah. Then then Aquaman comes in and <clears throat> does a super does a superhero ma- landing. Yeah, does a, a superhero landing. And Check the turnaround. Yeah. Oh, oh, it hurts the knees. Yeah. Every time I see that, it's oh, it hurts the knees. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And then the Luke Skywalker look over the shoulder. <laughs> it's not practical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally unpractical. <laughs> and and then like so they're killing the dudes on the fucking on on the submarine. Yeah. And then they get their asses kicked by Aquaman. Which shooting on a fucking sub under <laughs> underwater. Yeah, a pressurized. Let's 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 take a let's take a plane. Let's take a metal case, sausage casing. Yeah. And and um, compress it. Yeah. So that there's you know there's air around it. So you know we can go underwater like to what you know two thousand three thousand four thousand five thousand or ten thousand feet or whatever it yeah. is right. <laughs> and and drive at like 
70 miles an hour. Yeah. So now now we're a bunch of fucking sausage casings inside a metal tube oh, going man. going 70 miles an hour in a pressurized environment. Yeah. And these motherfuckers are shooting bullets in a pressurized yeah. environment. Dude, did you ever see the footage, <laughs> or I'm not the footage, but the pictures of the guys that were in the fucking uh, no. sub and it, the pressure no. got... No, I don't. Oh my I don't. Fuck. I don't fucking re- watch that shit, dude. It was. Uh, I am not interested. Okay. Well, it just—that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, bad things happen. You're unrecognizable. Right. I, yeah. I get it. I I understand the whole decompressor. Yeah. Or de, 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 yeah. Horrific. Yeah. And so, yeah, them firing uh, rounds un, under underwater like that—that's just uh, that's a big no-no. Yeah, it's stupid. So whoever wrote that sequence should be fired because first and foremost. They, the two, Jesse and David, who turns out, David turns to be Black Manta. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jesse and David, Kane, know the consequences of of high seas piracy. Yeah. You know, someone could die. Do you know who, um, the actor who played his dad uh, did the voice for Terry Fitzgerald in the Spawn animated series? Did not know that. Yes. Very cool. And, um, and so what it, it turns into, as you said, this whole fucking teenage angst thing. You know, emo fucking... You killed my dad! Yeah. I can't... I'm gonna get you! I'm not gonna listen to anything. You just killed my dad. And then I'm gonna stand in an awkward position fronting everybody because I'm angry. Yeah. Every time I, I'm seen on camera. Yeah. In the same pose. It was... I remember my son Kendrick, he was getting mad while we were in the movie. He wanted to leave before it was over because he's like, they ruined Black Manta. <laughs> well, they didn't ruin Black Manta, <clears throat> but they did in a sense. Like, it, his the whole... The whole reason for Black Manta is really cool, but hold on a second. I need to find Black Manta here. Uh, do, 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 do. They did Ocean Master right. They did Black. They really did Black Manta right. Um, yeah, they just didn't do David Kane right. <laughs> right, correct. <laughs> uh, it's fictional supervillain. Blah blah blah. Uh, he was introduced in Aquaman number 35 as a ruthless and murderous underwater-based mercenary and has since endured as the archenemy of the superhero Aquaman. And see, look, they even got the... I mean, they got it all right. See? Yeah. Except for the Trident thing, but that's... Well, maybe he just stole that from after he kicked some ass or something. Yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, Black Mantha had no origin story until 1993. In this origin, the African-American boy who became Black Manta grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he was kidnapped and forced to work on a ship for an unspecified amount of time where he was physically abused by his captors. I mean, this is a great fucking backstory anyways, right here. Yeah. At one point, he saw Aquaman with his dolphin friends and tried to signal him for help but was not seen. Finally, he was forced to defend himself, killing one of his tormentors on the ship with a knife. Hating uh, the emotionless... C and Aquaman, whom he saw as this representative of the boy, was determined to become its master. And and that's fine because and you see what they did with the knife and stuff in that sequence in the film. Yeah. Oh, well, this is they, your dad, yeah. your grandfather was was uh the first fucking yeah. black I, I hit this miserable chunk of knife up my ass. Yeah. For two years. <laughs> and it and, was so painful. And they and they called him the manta, you yeah. know, and now I bequeath this knife to you, my son. <laughs> right. <laughs> When, when you're 25 or 30 years old. Yeah. Cause, but you didn't know that story, you know, for 30 fucking years. Yeah. Dad, why do you have that specific knife on you at all times? Yeah. no, Never a question asked, I guess, you know. Very private family, apparently. <clears throat> um, I don't care about the 2003 Aquaman series because then that fucking wrecks it. Like the original, the original idea of him signaling to Aquaman for help and Aquaman kind of just ignoring it. Yeah. And then him becoming to hate the sea and and he associates Aquaman with the sea, so therefore he hates Aquaman as well, even though he doesn't know him, which is atypical of human emotion, right? Yeah. So that whole fucking yeah, you, intro uh, would be great. Yeah, because we all make general um, assumptions. Uh, assumptions on other people just based off of one little incident, like one uh, impression. Right. You know? So yeah, that would fit. But now they try to overcomplicate it. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, so they had Aquaman do the Batman thing, which is I could save you, but I choose not to. Right. Kind of thing. You know. Yeah. He's like, well, you just killed all these fucking people on this sub. You're kind of a piece of shit, so I'm not going to try to save you. You want right. save your fucking self. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can do that just as well. Yeah. You know, because you're fucking bad guys and you just killed a bunch of people. Yeah. So uh, fuck off. 
and and then he's just like, I hate you, Aquaman, because my <laughs> dad is dying because of our mistake, you know, and it doesn't make any sense. And then you have flashbacks upon flashbacks upon flashbacks upon flashbacks. Yeah. The person, like I said, the person that's uh, responsible for writing this mm-hmm. is the same guy that is responsible for dealing with Green Arrow. I was going to say that. I was going to like, they just keep going back to the island, don't they? Jeff Johns. As much as I like Jeff Johns, uh, he some of his work in television include Blade, Smallville, Arrow, The Flash. He was co-producer on the film Green Lantern. There's Ooh. there's part one mistake. God, move the fuck. Why why is this moving on? Producer on Justice League Part Two. Uh, he co-wrote the story for Aquaman and the screenplay for Wonder Woman 1984. I have a problem with that, dude. That guy's like the um, fuck. I always forget his name. You know, he fucked up Prometheus. Uh, Damon Lindelof. Okay, he's the Lindelof of DC. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's responsible for a lot of the New Fifty Two stuff. So he's he's completely raped the DC universe. Um, he's the chief executive officer of DC Entertainment, uh, which has esta- was established to expand the DC comic brands. And then he co-wrote the Brightest Day series with Peter Tomasi. He and Marv Wolfman were the principal creators of DC Universe Online, which failed miserably uh, in two thousand and eleven. Uh, following the conclusion of Flashpoint and the crossover, DC Comics instituted a program called the New 52, in which the publisher canceled all of its superhero titles and relaunched 52 new series. Why? Oh, because because they needed to. That's fucking stupid. All, all, all new series, all new number ones with varying degrees of origin stories. Yeah. So some of the origin stories remain mostly intact while others changed drastically. Yeah. It didn't fucking make any sense. And <laughs> I'm sorry but uh uh you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be um I wouldn't be happy about the guy that uh uh was a creative consultant and co-producer of Green Lantern or Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice <laughs> or um uh Green Lantern Corps. Why would they why would they want anyone affiliated with films that are fucking so reviled? Because they've made money. I mean, Green, Green Lantern made its money back, but nothing really on top of it. But still, you know, they don't want to touch it. No one wants to touch Green Lantern, you know? I mean, I know they're going to be doing the Green Lantern Corps pop maybe in the next couple of years, but it's just... You know, I, thought, I don't like... I the, thought he was a producer. I don't want to use the definition of insanity thing, but, you know, this kind of applies in a way, you know, that, the, the, you know, just keep using the same fucking people. You're going to keep coming up with shit. I thought for sure that he he was uh, a producer on Arrow. Well, that would make sense though, because of the flashbacks with the fucking island stuff. That uh, those island flashbacks, I think should have only done it for one season or something. I, I don't think it should. They they did it for five fucking seasons, man, to represent every year he was on that island or off the island doing mercenary shit and then going back to the island. Hold on a second. I have to read this. Yeah, I thought for sure he was a fucking producer on this, and he's not. Continue. He's affiliated with it somehow. Dear Mr. Johns, I would like to pref- <laughs> I would like to preface this letter by extending my congratulations on your new position. Over the years, fans like myself have admired your work, passion, and dedication to the DC. I'm sorry, I'm being my condescending mic <laughs> to the DC universe. I believe your new role is exciting, fully earned, and deserved. I hope that you find further success in your new position. I wanted to congratulate you first, as it pains me even to dare ask anything from you so soon after. Your- your responsibilities have increased. However, a large community of DC Comics, Green Arrow, and Arrow TV fans have been marginalized over the past couple of years by the creators behind CW's Arrow. You may or may not be aware that Arrow has dramatically changed in the past few years from its original conception as modern, gritty, Noel, Nolan Grell-style interpretation of the Green Arrow character. As a result, recent seasons have not been well received by fans and critics alike. Oliver Queen and Felicity Smoke, further referred to as Elicity, is a matter I covered in a previous open letter to the writers and creators of Arrow. This relationship has caused the degradation of key characters, namely Oliver and Felicity. The last open letter became surprisingly popular, despite it being primarily a cathartic release. Blah, 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 blah. I thought it was going to be a more condescending letter. Part of you sounds like you're, uh, you're uh, harnessing your inner Ernie. <laughs> Rubber Ducky, you're the one. Burt. <laughs> you make arrows so much fun. It makes me want to <laughs> puke in a garbage can. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, he he was supposed. Yeah, he wrote fucking Arrow TV series. There we go. I thought so. You son of a bitch. Uh, so 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 so. Uh, it was announced that Johns and Arrow co-creators would be introducing Barry Allen in the second season of the show. Oh yeah, Johns joined the CW's Green Arrow origin series Arrow as a writer. He first contributed to the f- first season episode Muse of Fire, which introduced the Huntress. The teleplay for which he co-wrote with executive producer from a story created by Andrew Kreisberg. Gions wrote the 16th episode. This episode was directed by frequent Johns collaborator Glenn Winter. I thought so. So he's involved in Arrow, and <coughs> and you can see it in in Aquaman. I'm sorry for the side, but I wanted to get my shit straight before I started <laughs> in on the whole thing because yeah, um, if you go to the Arrow Wiki TV, he is not listed there. Okay, so when you are telling a story and all you do is tell the story through flashbacks. Yeah. And the flashbacks are every third scene. It's bullshit. Kills the fucking rhythm, man. Yeah. We didn't like, and, and my argument is this, and I, I, I will always use these for the basis of arguments. Okay. And you can, you, you can insert any name of film that you want from the eighties that is successful in the franchise. Aliens, Terminator, Jurassic Park, even though it's 90-ish. 93, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, E.T. Poltergeist. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws. That's 76, though. Uh, Star Wars, Empire, even Jedi. Dune. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm fucking with you. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Just the first three. Uh, hold on a second. There's one that I'm missing from Spielberg in there. E.T. Close Encounters. Thank you. There's, but there's one more. Nineteen forty two? No. Nineteen forty one. Nineteen forty one. Always. <laughs> um I still have never seen Always. Um God damn it. There was that was a good movie. Color Purple. No. Um, God damn, he had his hand in so many fucking films in that time period. It's like he was doing a film a year, but he was also producing like fucking six to ten films a year with them. All I had to do was type in Spielberg on fucking Wikipedia. It <laughs> just brought up his page. Like, okay, so 80s. Uh, Raiders, E.T., Poltergeist, Goonies. Okay, yeah. Well, but he produced it. Yeah, uh, that was Donner. Uh, Gremlins. Yeah. He was uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, he was <coughs> He was involved in one way or another with all the great shit, man. Yeah, he was even involved with Star Wars, by the way. I know. Well, one way or another, right? <laughs> well, uh, him and Lucas are... Our best buds, buddy, buddy, um, and uh, Spielberg owns a, a, like percentages of Star Wars because mm. they traded. Yeah, <laughs> they made a bet. Uh, Blade Runner, all of those movies that I had I had just mentioned, and we'll just go with Raiders of the Lost Ark right now, which is a simple premise. Indiana Jones at the start of the movie is going after a golden idol. Throw me the idol, I throw you the whip. Yeah, no time to argue. Right, Belloc. The bad guy yeah. shows up. We don't know who the fuck he is. They well, call him Belosh. <coughs> Belloc. <laughs> Belloc. <laughs> what can you tell me about this? Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the movie, and if, you know, if only the Jovitos knew about, you know, what, what I know about you. Yes, only if you spoke Jovitos. Yeah. Right? And um, Belloc steals the idol, and Indy escapes. Jock Plane. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> Peru, Temple, Belloc, the bad guy, who you will meet later in the film, Jacques, you know, massive escape, Jacques, plane, uni- Chicago, okay, because that's where they're supposed to be, Chicago. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. You didn't know that? No. <laughs> it, I always got the vibe that it was like some, uh, like a colonial area, colonial um, Chicago. Where the Museum of Antiquities was. Uh, Jones returns to his teaching position at Marshall College, San Francisco. I thought it was always Chicago. Huh. Okay, so I was wrong. Well, Jones <laughs> studied at the University of Chicago. It doesn't matter, but in... in I think we both would have failed the quiz, man. We would have. <laughs> in, uh, Top men. In the Last Crusade, he was at the University of Chicago. And so in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Hmm. University, right? So he goes back to Marshall College, San Francisco. I always thought it was 
Chicago. I have always thought it was Chicago since 1982. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say San Francisco. Mm-mm. It just, he shows up and he's like Neo, N-E-O-L, Neo, yeah. L-I-T-H-I-C, you know, he gets a laugh out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and and the Army Intelligence, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I love you too, Joe. <laughs> The Army Intelligence shows up, and Indy and and Denholm Elliott. Yep. Um, Brody. Brody. Marcus Brody. Yeah. And so Indy and Marcus are talking about <laughs> the Ark, and you can see Indy getting more and more excited, you yeah. know, and he's talking about, you know, the map room and everything else. And then, and I know this is supposed to be, but this relates to Aquaman. What haven't I talked about yet so far in Indiana Jones? Flashbacks. Yes. Indy goes to Nepal. Mm-hmm. And if you notice it, I think it's this, a similar fucking plane, the Laoshe plane. Viva Nepal. <laughs> uh, um, he, he goes to Nepal, bar fight burns down. We meet Tote, the second bad guy. Mm. <laughs> what shall we talk about? Yes, <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> Let fire, her go. Your fire is dying. I should just play the whole fucking sequence. <laughs> um <laughs> Listen here, Air Mac. <laughs> Nobody tells me what to do in my bar. To Furline. Nicked. So from Nepal to fucking Cairo, where he shoots a guy, Marion blows up, mm-hmm. and Belloc taunts him. They find the Ark, go to an island, Ark melts faces, end of movie. Ah. Okay. <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated than that, but Belloc is the main bad guy. Tote dies, but he still, he shows up. A little bit later in the film as a henchman, mm-hmm. right? In this movie, all you get is introductions to characters and no resolutions. You you have the Ocean Master, who I, I love the Ocean Master. You like Patrick Wilson? I, I do. I, I really do like him, and he's a good actor. Look, I, yeah, he's stretched, dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I like what they did with the sea stuff. Um, all the hair that's floating around, yeah. that's all CG. Um, I liked I liked it how when they were outside in the real world versus in the water, their faces were were more smooth in the water. Yeah, you know, like almost it, like, baby face. Like there's like miniature bubbles attached to their faces. No, like, it was skin. smooth, like like baby face. Like they were freshly born or something like that. It, mm-hmm. There was it wasn't it wasn't craggy like when they get out of the water. You can see all the definition and yada yeah. yada yada. I like that. I, I like the I, I like the whole I, I liked everything that wasn't visually. a fucking flashback. Yeah, visually the fucking movie is amazing, especially the whole dive down into to get the Trident thing. It was fucking awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, but that's what pisses me off even more about the movie is that all the the bad parts about it ruin that the the awesome shit. Yeah, I mean this could have been fucking Aquaman and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, this could have been that fucking movie, and it wasn't Raiders of the Lost Trident. Yeah, be- because. <laughs> <clears throat> whoever wrote the fucking movie and whoever interfered with the fucking writing of the movie insisted on putting these useless goddamn flashbacks to kid stuff. Yeah. You know, and not the kid stuff, but this useless flashback to when Aquaman was a lad. Aqualad. Yeah. Right? And he's learning how to fight and he's learning this and he's learning that and he's he's angry that his mom got died. Yeah. You know. With Willem Dafoe and yeah. We didn't need to know all that shit. We, it doesn't matter. Yeah. All of that stuff didn't matter. All the flashbacks didn't matter. It could have just been an offhanded <laughs> remark, like a comment between Willem Dafoe's character and Aquaman about, you remember all the time I spent training you? We, and he didn't even need that. But it would have been he better in flashbacks. But you didn't need him saying all the training stuff. He's going through this evolution of character. Yeah. So he's going he, so to remember all of his training, and he already can fight. So who cares? Yeah. You know? Um, the forced love story that was extremely predictable. I was just getting to that. Thank you. <clears throat> that that was all garbage. It was God. It was so fucking just because like, they don't know how to write it. It was just like get on with it because I know where it's going to lead. I know exactly where it's going to fucking go. It, right. It's just in the way. That's all it is. I'm not feeling it. I, I look. They have good chemistry between the two of them, but it didn't matter. It was. It just got in the way of the story. Well, what about like? If it, again, go back to Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. with Indian Marion. Yeah, that started off with her punching him. Yeah, and there's sexual tension there. Yeah, and it works. It's like Sam and Diane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, 
I'm, I'm comparing it to Raiders of the Lost Ark because that's the best way. Well, to yeah, do it. I mean, the, 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 it's like <laughs> it sets precedence, man. <laughs> yeah, um, the whole the whole point of of Aquaman would have been if if they had just kept the bullshit flashbacks out and made it just this cool adventure story with Black Manta as Bella or as Tote. Yeah, and and the Ocean Master as Belloc. Holy Christ, how great of a fucking movie would that have been? Yeah, you know. So Aquaman's off on some adventure doing something, and and Ocean Master shows up to thwart him, right? Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, even though I mean, even the beginning of the movie would have been fine because as it is, if, yeah. If you're gonna redo it, and then and then the Ocean Master just starts showing up in these random spots, fucking with Aquaman. Yeah. You know, like in Cairo or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Indiana Jones, we meet again. <laughs> you were about to. You are but a shadow of, you are but a shadowy reflection of me. Yeah, you know, that's. It, it, there it is not. Do you also remember the end credits, the music, the fucking shitty Faith Hill sounding love story song at the fucking end credits? No, I remember seventies seventies uh, sweet style music. Ugh, it was just shit. It was or Matthew Sweet. I should. It say. was so contemporary. Fucking waste of. It had nothing to do with the with the <sighs> movie. And nothing. It would just seem like it was one of those. It's the same. Um, it's the same music I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It, it was, was market. It was just a marketing <coughs> ploy. For but it's it's seventies. It's seventies disco. Yeah, that's what they were using. It's just shit. I did like how they used the little, uh, the rings when he talked to an animal. Oh yeah, like the the Aquaman sonar, rings. Like, it's like yeah, the sonar. But rings. this is what they should have done. What the? Back at the halls of justice. Yes. <laughs> Aquaman prepares a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. John DiMaggio did the voice for Aquaman <laughs> on Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Uh-huh. <laughs> Phil Lamar. That's that's Marvin. I shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> Dude, I read a news blip that said that um the new Glass movie. All the critics are fucking hating it. Here it is. I didn't read it because I'm not going to. I want. To, we're gonna go see it in a week. From this moment forward, no more heroics. I am on vacation with my beloved family. <laughs> it's like the Jetsons. Yeah. <laughs> you. Teen Titans type of humor. Just think of the heroics that went into packing that much sod. <laughs> oh, sorry, I meant Teen Titans Go. <laughs> Sportsmaster. It's that villain, the Sportsmaster. Looks like he's on vacation too. <laughs> Codsville. Why, it's Batman. You'll never guess what, old chum. I'm actually enjoying this family vacation. I. <laughs> into my trap, masked meddler. <laughs> and when the razor-sharp beak of my drinking bird finishes you off, the Gotham crime world will make me its king. Justice will deal with you, Penguin. Eventually. Diedrich Bader. <laughs> yeah. Great grouper. Batman needs me. <laughs> <laughs> That dude, man, DiMaggio's good, man. Because that, I mean, if you hadn't told me that was DiMaggio for most of it, I couldn't even tell that was him. He 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 definitely can do a lot of different voices, man. Yeah, he's well. <coughs> most of his voices, I mean, you're only limited by whatever, yeah. right? Um, yeah, you only have a certain range, right? Yeah. Well, un- unless you're fucking Mel Blanc. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Max, I hope you get trampled by a whale. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
He will love that. A big old sperm whale. <laughs> okay. You, you do not know how big of a day you just made. You know what happened to Max, bro? Got trampled by a sperm whale, man. Hey, you brother. Wow. <laughs> Look, okay. even though uh, you and your mom uh, didn't you didn't no like the uh, the bar sequence with the with the, the, the guys that look like they're going to start a fight with him, it, it was fucking stupid. I, it was funny to me. I I enjoyed it because it, it was just funny. It was dumb. It was it was absolutely useless. Was especially when he dumb. fucking came up and the guy goes, "Hey, what are you doing in here? Are you that Aquaman dude?" <laughs> Like you fuck do? off! And I was like, "What are you doing, boy?" Yeah, <laughs> fish boy. Like it would have been, it would have been so much better if he had just walked up and said, "Hey, man, are you are you like that Aquaman dude?" Yeah, and be like, uh, "No, <laughs> go away." <laughs> I'm Keanu. What if? What if he just like does like a, a wink and out of nowhere a fish just comes up from from under the camera and just smacks the people in the fuck face? Fuck you and your fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> fuck, call it no, shut slap, up. Slapstick. Just shut up. <laughs> no. You're, this is why you're not allowed to write movies. God damn it. Anyway. You're terrible at fucking ideas. Look, that movie didn't have a whole lot of laughable scenes and in reading. It. That scene made me laugh. <laughs> it was funny. It was, it was definitely stupid, but it was funny. No, it wasn't. There was nothing funny about it. It was it was a useless. Com- it was completely useless. The this is why we do these reviews, by the way. <laughs> it was completely useless. Um, it was not funny, and it was it was it's a slap in the face to this entire movie, uh, just to show you that how fucking unserious they were taking a lot of it. I'm just gonna write this sequence in there. You're pretty much it just adds in the whole erratic nature of the writing. Yeah, just like some some dick fucking punched up the script and said, "Hey, it will be great an Indiana Jones type scene, but instead of a bar fight, fucking let's uh let's let's make these tough guys come and go. Hey, buddy, <laughs> what are you doing here? Are yeah. you that fucking mutant Aquaman douchebag? Can I get a picture? <laughs> uh, here you go, Jeff. And Jeff's like, "Oh my god, that's fucking great." No, it's not. Manners is not Aquaman. Yeah, it would just it, the sequence would have been better if the guy just said, "Hey, you that Aquaman guy or Aqualad?" It would have been funnier if he said, "Are you Aqualad?" You know, because then it's a, like a, a cute little throwback to Aqualad. Okay, and and then be like, "What do you want?" I no, I'm not, dude. I'm not <laughs> Aqualad. Can we get a picture? No, you know. Go away. I'm point breaking. <laughs> no. The FBI is going to teach me to surf. To surf? <laughs> to Sherpa. FBI is going to teach me to parachute surf. F- FBI is going to pay me to surf. Parasurf. And then skydive with Mr. Dirty Dancing. I mean, hell, it would have been better if they just had a fucking bar fight and burned the bar down. I did like the tidal wave, though. Yeah, the, wave the visuals. Cool. The visuals are fucking awesome. <laughs> it's just except for the whole he's throwing all the all the trash back onto the beaches. What? How did he do that? How did he magically throw all the trash from the ocean back into the beach? Like there were still wrecks of ships after that happened in the ocean. So obviously he didn't throw all the trash. Well, maybe though he liked the boats because they added to the scenery. But he threw the regular boats. And the trash that was lying at the bottom it's, of the ocean. It's all the new shit, you know. And and the fucking barrels of oil that we it's, dumped there. It's a new 52. No, no. No, you can't have it one way. You can't just say, oh, he threw the fucking radiation shit that we threw in there 75 years ago. Yeah. What about the galleons that have been lying there for millions of years or thousands of years? Or Atoll Island. Yeah, Bikini Atoll. What about SpongeBob? SpongeBob. <laughs> 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 fucking as you as you see, fucking Patrick spin by the screen. Yay, <laughs> Gary, Gary, Gary! All right, <laughs> that, that, that's what it sound like with fucking Patrick just. Yay! <laughs> All right, so as like Sandy when Sandy punches him and then he goes flying goes. Yeah, I, I I initially was gonna give this movie like a, a six and a half, and then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, there's something else we saw that I gave like a six and a half to that's way better than this. So, no, this movie needs to go. It's more like around a four point five to a five for me. Yeah, this is it's a three and a half okay. for me. 
Um, I, I the the beginning, the fight scenes at the end, and well, actually, kind of in the middle of the end, where he's trying to, you know, uh, when the Ocean Master is trying to uh-huh. uh, manipulate the other kings, yeah. you know, the other rulers of the sea and whatnot. Um, I, I do. I like the whole Mariana's Trench thing. Mm-hmm. I like the. Um, uh, the the underwater the mid world thing yeah you know that was pretty cool and then uh, I, just the, the god the, the, the Leviathan thing the Leviathan thing was cool but they fucked it up they managed to fuck it up mm-hmm. um, I I like some of that sequence but man did they manage to fucking screw that up with Aquaman riding on the on its back like a surfboard yeah you know it, at first it was cool but then all of a sudden it was just like I mean like it was cool when he when he went to Poseidon and. And when he took the uh, when he took the trident and he just fell apart, yeah, like, oh, that was really fucking cool. I, God damn, what I, I think it's more disappointing when the movie has so many cool things to it, and and then it, it but it fails in all these other levels. You yeah, know? like I, the, well, the fight versus uh, uh, Black Manta, you know, yeah, where where he does the Homer fall off the cliff. <laughs> Like seriously, like he did, he he literally did a fucking Homer fall off a cliff. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, yeah. don't. Dude, the funniest dough ever to me was when it showed the Homer sperm and they're all bumping into each other and they just keep fucking doing and it oh my god. God damn, that's hilarious. Um that is still it's still pretty it's still fucking funny. But and that's that was the whole point. I mean like like the the fight in Italy between Black Manta and everything, yeah. that was fucking cool. Yeah. Up until the Homer fall. <laughs> off the cliff. It's yeah. like, it, it, I think it would have been better if he had just gotten blown off the bat, off the end of that fucking thing, mm-hmm. and then landed, like he landed in shallow water. Yeah, you know, and he's just lying there, just like, uh, you know, yeah, it, and he survives. That's fine, and I'm good with that. But, um, it was it was also a waste of a character because he wasn't instrumental in the final battle. Yeah. So, I mean, Black Manta shows up for, like, the first part, you know, of the second, of the second part of the first act, and then sort of, like, midway between the second and third act, you know? And, 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 he, and, and he has these, this fucking fronting pose where he's just standing there, what? It's about to hit a billion worldwide. Yeah, it's at 800, 846 million. No, it's at 963. Oh. Then, then fine. Whatever. It just... It's just like with Venom. Venom made like eight hundred million. It's worldwide. a two hundred fifty million dollar movie. It it, it 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 just it encourages shitty movie making. <laughs> That's the problem. It's like oh we can make. The, it's just like with Michael Bay's Transformers. Oh they make a billion fucking dollars. So why change the the formula exactly when it keeps making you know and and that's and that's the problem is is people are being duped. Okay, <laughs> there's this movie coming out. A Bella, the Dog's Way Home, or whatever it's called. Oh God, yeah. How? Okay, you don't watch TV. The Incredible Journey, fucking remake, right? You don't watch TV. Yeah, Benji, basically. Yeah. Um, but how many times have you seen an ad for that, other than at the theaters? Um, I haven't. Okay, I'm since I watch TV, yeah. I try to limit what I watch on TV. Yeah. When I'm watching, like I'll I'll watch South Park, and. Uh, next to Burger King commercials, yeah, the other most overplayed commercial is that that fucking movie, and it has like Ashley Judd in it. That's why. Uh-huh. So that movie, which they are pushing the fucking shit out of, is coming out soon. I already told my kid the dog dies at the end. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it gets run over by a truck. And then no, no, I hope I hope it gets fucking sucked into a uh, uh, uh a jet engine? Uh, well, that or a tree shredder, or or and gets sh- <laughs> or boat propeller. Yeah, like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, fucking gets sucked into a tree shredder. It's riding on the jet ski. And yeah, he falls off, gets sucked through the jet tube, and gets fucking jettisoned. Well, no, that see that doesn't happen, but <laughs> but a, a boat propeller. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, or or eaten by a shark, <laughs> whatever. But like the one that we wanted to happen in the Meg and it never happened. Yeah, that stupid fucking that whole little, little rat dog fucking shitty sequence. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's the Meg. Just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but they're pushing that piece of shit movie, yeah. and that's what exactly what it is. It's a fucking piece of garbage movie, you know. And, and they made it for twenty twenty five million dollars or whatever it is. Fuck, that's a lot. 
And, and not well, not considering for movies. Yeah. You know. Which, I know they're getting more and more expensive. I mean, look at TV ser- series now, you know, like Game of Thrones. The final season's $200 million, dude. Yeah, but that's what, 10 episodes? Not, uh, six. Six episodes, and they're going to be like an hour and a half to two hours long each. Charles Martin Smith. Why is that name familiar? Um, he sounds like the guy that was in The ah, Untouchables. That's who he is. Yep, he was the, inti- he was the one that got killed in the elevator. He was in fucking... Um, um, yeah, he was... was he American in? Graffiti. Yeah. Didn't he Didn't he also... Oh, I'm mixing up with Bob Balaban. Yeah. Close Encounters. You, yeah, I was going to say yeah. the same thing. Charles Martin Smith. Yeah. I, I loved him in a lot of the stuff that he does. No, he yeah, it's great. not bad. It's he's not bad. Deep Impact. Uh, his father was a film cartoonist and animator. Hmm. How cool. His uncle was an animator as well as a director for Walter Lance Studios. Fucking A. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Uh, let's see what his what has he done? Oh, see, a dog's life is right here. Uh, no, I'm looking at the wrong one. Is he really doing a remake? Dog's a dog's way home. way home. So it must be. Oh, a, he did the Dolphin Tales too. Yeah, he loves animal shit, dude. Um, the last touching season. wild horses. Have yeah, you ever touched wild horses, Mike? Twice. <laughs> Not in the Air Bud. Oh fuck, he was an Air Bud. He was an Air Bud. God, he was damn. in the Brady Bunch too. You know, I am just not a fan. Every once in a while, there's uh, there's an exception, but I'm not a big fan of movies that just follow animals around. So, A Dog's Way Home. Yeah, $18 million. Yeah, and it'll, it'll and make, it does have Ashley Judd. It'll make it. anywhere from 50 to $100 million, I guarantee you. And Bryce Dallas Howard. So, that's why they're pushing this movie. A Dog's Purpose, Fluke, Quigley. It's, this has got to be a remake of that other one. Yeah, it just, dude, it's, it's kind of like the, the Incredible Journey, just but with one puppy. Hi, my name is Bella, and I'm a dog, and... <laughs> Oops. Got run over by a car. See it get eaten by a fucking warthog. Yeah, my guess... Um, it has to be like a... He was in Trick or Treat. Stop, man. He also directed Trick or Treat. Boris and Natasha. He directed Boris and Natasha. <laughs> Herbie Goes Bananas. Oh, God damn it. That's also called her... Oh, no, I'm mixing that up with Hercules in New York. And Starman. Which is also called Hercules Goes Bananas. And they overdub Schwarzenegger and the Untouchables. <laughs> I'm Hercules. Hi, how are you? I'm going into this store over here that says Gucci <laughs> with that annoying actor who looks like a shitty, shittier version of Don Knotts. Yeah, uh, I couldn't stand that fucking guy, Andy. <laughs> I don't think you should go in there, Andy. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to do. I can't do Don, Don Knotts. Knotts voice. Yeah, that's why he was one of a kind. Well, man, Jack. Jack. That was look at that Opie Cunningham man. Fucker's old. Yeah, he's old. Opie Cunningham. They're, they're all old. I know. Uh, I'm getting old with him. <laughs> I get older. They stay the same age. <laughs> so you're giving it a five. I get four and a half to five. That changed, by the way, while we were sitting here. It's watchable. Well, no, I originally was going to give because I the movie's watchable. It's not the movie's not so bad that I I wanted to leave the theater or anything like that. It's just that it's too long. The dialogue is fucking horrible at times, and uh, and it's extremely predictable. Right. That's the problem with my my problems with the film. Yeah, and I and that's exactly my problems with the film too, which is exactly those things. Other than the the, and I said exactly twice. I didn't notice the the flashbacks as much as you did, but you're right. The flashbacks do they they kill the flow of the movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the way they did Black Manta. I liked Dolph Lundgren. I was surprised. I was like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I I liked what they did with Black Manta when he's... I I liked what they did with Black Manta other than his stupid origin story and when he was standing on the submarine and then when he was standing on his personal private beach or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. You know, just like standing there all fucking uh, gangster style, whatever. Yeah. Like... He was standing there superhero style, right? Yeah. But he, why? Why was he standing like that? That didn't make any fucking sense to <laughs> the way that he's just standing there like just fronting. Yeah. Like, I'm go- I'm so fucking badass. I'm going to stand this way like like a cartoon yeah, character. Is, is that I'm going to stand like a World of Warcraft character. That's his black mantra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> You had to you had to turn your face away from the mic. This 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 episode's over. <laughs> that's it, that's all. That's go, it, man. Go Shit. fuck the fishes. Yeah. 
<laughs> Done. I guess it smells stinky like fish. I yeah. guess it's fishy. Yeah, it's fishy. All right. So uh, this, this smells fishy. All right. Uh, hey, dude, Amber Heard is hot as fuck as always, man. God damn. But that ain't even enough to save her character in this movie. Yeah. So, uh, I you know what? I would recommend seeing this because don't pay full pop, but for the visuals, gotta see it. Especially the part where he dives into the into the trench is fucking amazing. I the the whole I mean, this movie next to Wonder Woman is is DC's next best movie. Yeah, it uh, is in the current age. Like, look. I'm gonna. Do, I need to write this, but how to fix the DC universe? Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this right now. Well, I was bitching and moaning about capes in the whole fucking. Yeah. remember that? No capes. Guess what they did? No capes. They fixed the capes. <laughs> Seriously, if you look at, um, if you look at Orm, you know, uh, Ocean Master, yeah. in his cape, it's always flowing like fucking, uh, like it should be in like in the comics and yeah. stuff like that. Or if you watch Marvel stuff, yeah, this is the problem with DC. And I'll give you a short. I'll just give you a snapshot of what I'm talking about. Stop with the fucking gritty realism. It's a comic. It's based off a comic. It's based off of unimaginably powerful super people. Yeah. Or unimaginably exceptional human beings. Yeah. Like Batman or Green Arrow. Okay? They have capes. Those capes flutter. And when they're running, the capes splay out in the back. Yeah. And they, they don't suck in against the body and then and, <laughs> like if you watch the end of the dark knight my only complaint about the dark knight is when batman runs away and his cape is just sucked up against his body oh yeah and it, and it looks so awkward when he's running yeah <laughs> it looks like he's in a terry robe <laughs> like he's got static cling <laughs> yeah like, like, god damn it it looks like he's trying to take a shit <laughs> Well, he's, he's running to the bathroom. He's yeah. just like, I, I got to go to the bathroom. I got bad diarrhea. Yep. You know, but if you watch, if you watch the Marvel stuff and you see the capes, the capes are always flowing and, and uh, you know, sp- you know, fluttering in the wind and this and that. Yeah. In, in this movie, they did that. And then when he's too close to the propeller, they fucking chop the cape off. Yep. I'm like, oh, that's Indiana Jones. <laughs> and it's Indiana Jones and the Incredibles all mixed in together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I was fine with that because when they're showing him fucking going in the ways and whatever else, his cape is all flowy and stuff. And I'm like, oh, total spawn, right? <laughs> and, and I was excited about that. Yeah. And I'm and and that's that's what they're doing. They're getting at least some things right, but they got a long way to go. You know, we, uh, a long fucking way the, to go. The, the writing in this is atrocious. But uh, I, I want to. I really want to do either a podcast on how to fix uh, DC. Anime and DC you know, extended there, or write it. Look, I'm a movie guy, and I, I purposely not try to learn certain things about filmmaking just so I can keep the the average Joe perspective on things. But I'll tell you what, when I hear certain people talk on um uh, like Cracked, I think it's Cracked on um their YouTube videos, this guy fucking breaks it down to why it doesn't work, and it makes perfect sense. And you're like, damn, this guy knows what he's fucking talking about. He'll break it down script wise. You know why? You know, w- you know what? What are, what are the inconsistencies and the problems with it? Right, and we can do that. But yeah, we're just look. Our whole purpose behind the review is from the perspective of two guys that have nothing to do with the movie industry. Mm-hmm. You know, one guy that's briefly worked, you know, in Hollywood. Yeah, and one guy that that loves movies. Yeah, and and our our whole perspective of these movies is, you know, first and foremost, is it good? No, or yes. And uh, what would we do differently if we had the chance to do it? And and it, especially when it comes to comics and stuff like that. I mean, we both love comics, but I'm a DC guy more than a Marvel guy. Yeah. But look, yeah, we need to do a podcast on how to fix the DC animated universe. Or you mean a full, live action? Universe. That's what I meant. Yeah. Extended. The, yeah. the live the live universe. So yeah, I think my order um, with the DC films so far that they you know the new ones that they've done they're all connected. Right. Um, I go with Wonder Woman first, uh, Man of Steel second, Aquaman third, and there's something about Batman v Superman. There's moments of greatness in that fucking movie. No, it just, <laughs> it, it well, I, I don't want to say. Ugh. Look, in, in I'm entertained. There's a lot of parts I'm entertained by in that movie. In the entire history of DC movies, yeah, you have the original Superman and the Tim Burton Batman. Yeah, those those set the bar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Christopher Nolan, whether you like him or love him or don't. It was a great take. I am not a Christopher Nolan fan. Yeah. 
Um, but I thought the f- Batman Begins was good. The Dark Knight was great. Yeah. Not a fan of you the hate, third yeah, one. Yeah, you definitely... You really and, <laughs> and if you read anything about what Christopher Nolan has been saying about the third one, uh-huh. he agrees with my opinion, which is he fucking phoned it in. Uh-huh. You know, it could have been better. Well, yeah, he... he you know what? He fucked up because he had a plan to do with um, to deal with do something with Heath Ledger's character, and he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to. He thought he would disrespect Heath Ledger's memory. Well, you didn't have to do. You didn't even have to add the Joker in. You could have just continued on with the story that you were going to do and just replace him with fucking Two Face. Yeah, you know, and just go from there. And I and I and I'm wondering if he was going with the whole uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Thing. Well, with each film. Begins, Dark Knight, and Rises, each one had three specific storylines from the comic book that he used. And so, the yeah, the Dark Knight Returns was definitely a plot point for um, for the for Rises. And also um, uh, Nightfall, where his back gets broken by Bane and shit. Right, but I was wondering yeah. if he was, if, if the Nightfall idea was, was secondary because of the Heath Ledger thing. Yeah. And they were going for the Dark Knight Returns yeah. because they were going to use Heath Ledger and Harvey Dent in the second, in the yeah. third one. Yeah. You know, in, in the whole carnival thing. Um, but regardless of that, I mean, you, so you have the Christopher Nolan stuff, I'm going to, I separate because that's more real world than anything else. Yeah. So it was like its own self-contained thing. And then you have, and, and you know, Wonder Woman, and then I, I would put Aquaman, you know, in, in, in the new film series. Wonder Woman and Aquaman is two of the better films. Wonder Woman above and beyond. Yeah, the well, best the first film. the first two thirds of Wonder Woman. <laughs> and, and that's it. Even, yeah. even not yeah. even the first two thirds. All of the fucking movie is better than anything that they've done. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they put a lot of love and effort into that movie. Um, you know, but we're also forgetting about fucking Suicide Squad because <laughs> that not even mentioning because Suicide that's Squad. like at the bottom. That's near the bottom. Um, I'll tell you what, man. Batman v Superman is a shitty movie. But if you compare it to Justice League, holy shit, it is way better than fucking Justice League. Yeah. And that's saying something because they're bullshit. Yeah. And, and Watchmen. Got to add Watchmen. In I, uh, I, I mean, it's not I mean, it's not really. It's a fucking fantastic oh, film. Oh, no, it's a great film. I, it is. I just no, don't. No, no. It's not a great film. It's a fantastic film. I just don't compare it with these ones because it's its own separate thing, just like the Christopher Nolan stuff. People throw around great way too much. And. I'm, People throw around awesome too much as well. Well, yeah, but great means fucking great. Means okay. like 9 out of 10, 10 mm-hmm. out of 10. Watchmen is not great. Or it's really good. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's really good. It's it's a 6 or a 7 on a 10 scale. That low for you. I mean, you're the one that got me turned on to seeing it from a different perspective. Yeah. Because I hated it the first time I saw it. It's a 6 or a 7 because it's... Look, <laughs> when, you, when you're trying... And... and um, um, even the Ready Player One, because mm-hmm. it has to do with books and comics. Okay? Yeah. When you're doing a series like that, even the Harry Potter series, where they had to break up the Deathly Hallows into two parts, yeah. right? you can't tell the whole story. So when you have a comic that has so much visual energy to it, like the Dark Knight, they had to split up the Dark Knight into two spots, you know, into, into two parts, the, the, the cartoon, right? Yeah. And, and they did it justice, but there's, there's some stuff missing. They got the overall story right, and it's a fantastic story. It's is good. It, is it great? I'm going to reserve my opinion for that for another time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really good. Okay, with with um, with like Ready Player One or Watchmen or whatever. Yeah. Because you have such a fantastic visual story. Um, you know, when you read Ready Player One, the book, you're assaulted by all these images. Yeah. And and then when you watch the movie, it's a letdown. The movie is a huge letdown from the book because what they could have done with, with the movie is split it up into three different parts. The first part being him at school and finding and, and finding um, uh, the dungeon, the Dungeons and Dragons dungeon, okay? And then fighting the, finding the first key by, by playing Joust. That's what happens. <laughs> and then you have the second part with the world of Zork. And then you have the third part, okay? And then you just go from there. And... And that should have been split into three movies. Yeah. It would have been much more visually fantastic. Yeah. It would have extended the book. It would have given us more to the story than just what we got for two hours. And then we got that fucking happy, overly happy ending. Well, it was an overly happy ending in Everyone's, the book. I know. That's what I mean. Because um, in the book, there was an overly happy ending too. Well, yeah, but someone died. At least there was at least some one death. One person died in the book. You know, the uh, movie just it reminded me of Spielberg playing it safe like he did with War of the Worlds. Well, yeah, but no, I mean, he was, 
he was going for a visual style different than the book. Mm-hmm. And that's that's fine. That's Spielberg or whatever he's going to do. But with Watchmen, they, the expectation there was to tell this story. You, you, you're going to break this comic down yeah. into a single part, two-hour, two two-and-a-half-hour story. It doesn't work. Yeah. You, you have to – that should be like three movies or two or, or whatever. Yeah. Or it could be two movies, two, two-and-a-half-hour movies. But, you know, really, if you break it down into three movies, then you can tell the entire story a little bit more effectively. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem with ad- adapting um, uh, books to film. And, and comics to movies and whatnot. Marvel does it right because they're just trying to. They, they say, "Hey, these are not. These are kind of based on the stories. Yeah, but they're not based on. They're not one hundred percent based on the stories. These are a visual compendium or a visual compendium, companion, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> a, a visual companion. Yeah, compendium is a collection yeah. of works. Thank yeah. you. Uh, a visual companion to. The stories that we've told, comic-wise, mm-hmm. these are just to enhance those stories. That's what those are for. You know, are some of the elements going to be the same? Yes, but we reserve the right to change some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we're going to try and keep it as relatively close to the comics as we can. It's like it, the comics are somebody's somebody's point of view, an artist's point of view. Like uh, Alex Ross did this whole thing. Yeah. Um, on uh, what the fuck was it called? Uh, Alex Ross Marvels. More like guidelines than actual rules. Um, Al- Marvels, there it is. Marvels is a four-issue limited series comic book written by Kurt Busiek, painted by Alex Ross. It was published in 1994. Um, I believe that Marvels is based off of like all the pictures, all of the. Um, they came up with a great idea of. All of the uh, covers that you see for for the comics yeah. are an actual story. So the story within the story, which is this r- this reporter has seen all this stuff. Okay, so now he's he, his story. He's telling his story to another guy. Yeah, and he's like, "This is what's happening." And and Alex Ross has painted all of these pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Of uh, their recreations of those classic covers done by Alex Ross in a painting as he's telling this story and as this, as this reporter is telling this story to another guy. Yeah. And it's a fantastic fucking idea. Uh, set from 1939 to 74, the series examines the Marvel Universe collective uh, setting of most of Marvel superhero series from the perspective of an everyman news photographer, Phil Sheldon. That's who it is. The street-level series portrayed ordinary life in a world full of costume supermen with each issue featuring events well-known to readers of Marvel Comics, as well as a variety of minute details and a retelling of the most famous events in the Marvel comic universe. That is fucking cool. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, there's a Johnny Flame running at people. <laughs> and uh, that would, and, and, and that's what the comics are compared to the movie version. Like, if the movie version were really happening, but the comics are, you know, the the written form. I'm listening. No, no. No. <laughs> and that's that's where that comes from. Yeah. You got fucking Blade on, man. I don't care. Focus on the task at hand, brother. You know that, that, that screen doesn't have to be on, you know, right? I know. <sighs> Anyways, I would like to see them do a, uh, a uh, uh, like a... Um, uh, into the Spider Verse version of the Mar of Marvels, you know, I, I, I know, I I know this kind of feeds into our whole <laughs> bias about Marvel over DC. It does right now, because <clears throat> every time we talk about a fucking DC movie, it always ends up going to going to Marvel. <laughs> well, Kurt, Alex Ross did a thing on um, where is he on the DC universe too? Uh, here it is, the world's greatest. So DC, he he did a he did a whole thing. It's a one-shot graphic novel to celebrate the 60th anniversary. Uh, no, he did one other thing. He did another thing. Shazam! How well do you think... Kingdom uh, Come, that's what it was. How good do you think Shazam's going to be? I have... Um, I'm I'm. not having any reservations about it. I mean, do you, do you think that it's a good idea that it's funny? Yeah, I think it is. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what they're showing us is not what the movie is. Okay. You know, there's going to be just s- scenes 
where you know it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, but it's not a funny movie. Now, in the comic book, is he a little kid that becomes a, an adult when he turns into yeah, Shazam? Yeah, Billy Batson, dude. Okay, I don't fucking know anything about How the about fuck do you not know anything about Shazam? Um, I just focus on certain things, man. That's... <sighs> Stop picking your face. <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> I find it so... Isn't that fucking hilarious that we're getting a, a Captain Marvel and a Shazam movie like within the span of a month of each other. Captain Marvel is Shazam. You know what I mean. We're having Marvel's Captain Marvel. Uh, based on book sales, the character was the most popular hero of the 40s, outselling Superman. Fawcett expanded franchise include uh, Mary, uh, the Marvel family, Mary, Captain Marvel Jr., who can harness Billy's powers. Captain Marvel was the first to see a uh, comic book superhero to be adapted into a film. Um, I think Marvel tried to sue them, and then they lost. Isn't The Rock supposed to be in this movie? As Black Adam? Mm, supposed to. Because he's playing Black Adam. They already took pictures. There's always um, set photos of him dressed up. And everything. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I just don't know if uh, Black Adam's going to be in this movie or not. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I saw pictures. When? Uh, they showed him on the Joe Rogan show. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Okay. Um, where, where is the... Oh, here it is. Detective Comics sued Fawcett Comics and Republic Pictures for copyright infringement in 41, alleging that Captain Marvel was based on their character Superman. After seven years of litigation, uh, the case went to trial in 1948. Although the presiding judge decided that Captain Marvel was an infringement, DC was found to be negligent in copywriting several of their Superman daily newspaper strips, and it was decided that National had abandoned the Superman copyright. As a result, the initial verdict delivered in 1951 was in Fawcett's favor. Uh, there is also another one. Oh, here it is. Um, um, come on, where's the background? What are you doing? Showing you the picture. Yeah, I'm not buying it right now. All right. Shazam. Shazam stands for Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. Um, it's uh, the powers of superhuman strength, speed, flight, and other abilities. And uh, Shazam is the alter ego of Billy Bats and a boy who's speaking the magic word Shazam transforms himself into that character. Now, <clears throat> basically... Okay, Dwayne Johnson said uh, earlier last or halfway through last year that uh, he will not be doing a cameo in Shazam. Yeah, see. So actually doing a Black Adam movie that's supposed to start filming this year. Right. In 2019, by the way. Yeah, in classic stories, simply saying the word Shazam transformed Billy into Captain Marvel and back again. This extended to accidental utterances, recorded playbacks, and so forth. When Captain Marvel shared his powers with Marvel Shazam family teammates, it was depicted as a finite source which could be divided into halves, thirds, or further, depending on how many Marvels were superpowered at one time and weakening them accordingly. Uh, he's not completely invulnerable. In several stories, he is shown to be susceptible to high-powered magic, which can weaken or depower him, just like, just like Superman. Um, despite possessing the courage of Achilles, the faucet Captain Marvel was extremely bashful and shy around attractive women, um, a weakness some vill villains came to exploit. Um, Isn't it funny how we're going to start doing these movie reviews a lot shorter? Yeah. <laughs> well, this one was a little bit. <laughs> one hour later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that, that's it. Here it is. Um, 15-year-old Billy was forced to move in with Dr. Savannah, who in this version is the cruel uncle who throws Billy out on the street. Uh, 1994, uh, the character's definite origins for 2011 featured a 10-year-old Billy being chosen as the wizard Shazam's champion due to the influence of his archaeologist's parents, the mysterious stranger from Subway, from the magic subway cars, the ghost of Billy's father in this version. Both the Thomases and Ordway's retellings of the origin directly tie the need for the wizard Shazam to draft a younger replacement to the coming reemergence of Black Adam, the wizard's first champion from the days of ancient Egypt. Um, in 2012, Jeff Johns revi revised Billy Batson's <laughs> origin, also renaming the character's alter ego as Shazam at this time. In this new origin, Billy Batson is a moody, troubled 15-year-old foster kid living in Philadelphia who has gone through several foster homes. And actually, they, they've they been using that f for a long, long time. Um, they used that in Bra Batman the Brave and the Bold mm -hmm. um, where he was a foster child. And then he got, um, I was going to say he got hired, <laughs> but he got adopted <coughs> and, and with his new family. Yeah. 
So, uh, anyways, that's that's where it comes from. So, right. so the Jeff Johns thing is not new. It's it's been kind of shuffled around for a while. Nothing special, right? All right. Well, yeah. He, in nineteen forty, he was a homeless twelve-year-old newsboy who sleeps in the subway station of his home city. Um, a mysterious man in a green cloak asked Billy to follow him. A magic subway car painted unusual shapes and colors. Blah blah blah. Um, in nineteen forty-one, let's see. <laughs> Evil Captain Nazi. And then, yeah, so. Yeah, IMDb has nothing really about Black Adam at all, which tells me that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They, 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 there's no, it's not even planned out when they're going to start filming or anything, or they haven't at least announced it to anybody. Yeah. Does the Shazam trailer. Look at this. That's a fucking awful picture. Because <laughs> he's, he's got no neck. Look at this. <laughs> like, like, that's like a Rob Liefeld. I was going to say, drawing. is that Liefeld? <laughs> <laughs> like his, uh, let's just can't give him do like feet. Let, can't let's do let's give, yeah, let's give him a fucking super super huge body, and then like like let's distort his fucking neck, and then push it all the way back to the back of his. Like let's push his entire head. Let's make his head like flat, and then push it all the way back. He looks like a buff uh, Namor. Namor. Yeah. Nah. He looks like a dark elf in that one. Yeah, that one's a better picture, but. Just that's just fucking dreadful. Looks like a Thanos ripoff. That's there you go. It's got Vulcan ears. That was a good one too. Anyways, uh, I don't have time for that. We'll look at that after. All right, that's all I got. You sure? Uh huh. <laughs> you sure you want to look up something else? Yeah, I'm sure. All right, good. All right, so uh, yeah, go see Aquaman at your own risk. Uh, I look, I, the movie's already made too much fucking money as it is, so I. Yeah, but you know, if you're gonna see it, see it on the big screen. Right. It, the visuals are fucking amazing. So other than that, though, I can't recommend too much. Yep. So fuck off. Yep.